All right, good morning. Good to see everyone here. Hope you've had a good week. This morning, uh, our sermon is going to be a little bit obscure. I openly admit that as a result of uh, it's a result of my attempts to work through some difficult questions over the last several weeks, and uh, my thoughts are far from settled so far, and you'll see that a little bit. Um, but I would like to share some of the things that I've been wrestling with and the things that I've been exploring. Um, when I think about a topic or, or wrestle with with an idea in Scripture, my, my goal is to get beneath talking around it and talking about it, like what it is, what it looks like, um, what, what it does, and to get beneath that, to get down to the very core, the, the pith, um, exactly what it is, exactly why it is, and how it works. So that's kind of how my head thinks, which is which is why I found this concept of, of thankfulness or gratefulness in Scripture be a difficult one because I, I've heard enormous talk around it and I recognize its value and I recognize its power and I think as we've worked through various letters over the years um, it's, it's no doubt come up um, but I've always um, kind of talked around it a bit never really been able to get down to uh, the issue um, and yet, it's a very powerful thing, and I think we'll we'll see toward the end of this um, a little bit of, of why that is. Thankfulness is powerful. You, you, you see it in, in secular motivational context. You know, thankfulness will transform your life, and and I recognize that power, but want to understand why. What is the power? Of it, so so this is my attempt to kind of wrestle through some of those things, uh, particularly in relation to scripture, how scripture deals with and talks about thankfulness. Um, so let's let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer, ask Him to help us as we talk through this, and then we'll jump in. Father, thank you this morning uh, for the opportunity to look at this topic in Your Word. Pray that you would give clarity, give wisdom, give insight. You would help us to understand more precisely what it is that you are calling us to do and be. I pray that it would yield good fruit in our lives. I pray for your Holy Spirit's help. Amen. All right. We're going to look at this in... Seven points. Here's the outline, quick outline. Command, distinction, definition, heart, obligation, hindrance, grace. That probably sounds scary, but it's going to move quickly. Here we are. Number one, command. One of the clearest instances of the command to give thanks in Scripture is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. So if you have a Bible, let's have a look there, please. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And we'll look at verse 18. 
1 Thessalonians 5.18 simply says this in a list of commands. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's pretty straightforward, pretty emphatic. A command, it is a command which is given to you because it is God's will for you. And somehow in Christ Jesus, it is it is a very gospel-oriented thing. Now, the translation that we just read in ESV says, give thanks. But the Greek word here can mean one of two things. It can mean give thanks or it can mean be thankful. Right? And the, the meaning is determined by the context. So it's one, one of those. Give thanks or be thankful. And I think the ESV has got it wrong in this instance. Um, there are a number of other translations. I say a number. There are three that I've found. Um, that capture the correct meaning more accurately, in my view. And and I want to read just one of them. The New Living Translation says this, Be thankful in all circumstances. All right? Um, So notice the difference here. ESV, give thanks. NLT, be thankful. And this leads to a crucial distinction that we need to make. So that's our second point. Command number two, distinction. I think the first step to a precise understanding of what thankfulness is, is to clarify the distinction between thankfulness and giving thanks, or thanksgiving. Um, One is a noun, one is a, a verb. Tim Keller, this this is the guy who preached last Sunday on the video, right? Um, He has this helpful quote. He says, um, it's one thing to be grateful. It's another to give thanks. Gratitude is what you feel. Thanksgiving is what you do. Now, I find that that quote helpful, but I I find it unhelpful that he kind of switches between the language of thanksgiving and the language of Gratitude. So what I want to do is take out the gratitude, because it means the same thing largely. So I'm going to take out the word grateful, the language of gratefulness, and I'm going to replace it with the language of thankfulness to try to clarify the point here. It is one thing, this is what it becomes. It is one thing to be thankful. It is another thing to give thanks. Thankfulness is what you feel. Thanksgiving is what you do. See that distinction he's making. So, so to flush this distinction out a little bit better, I've set out a, a chart to just try to make some sense of it. To be thankful has to do with with who I who I am or or something, a thing that I am. Whereas to give thanks, it's something I do, right? Um, to be thankful is something I believe or feel. I, I am this. Whereas to give thanks is something I say or express in one way or another. And we can, we can express thanks in many ways. A, a card, a gift, a note, an act of kindness. Uh, obviously words. Many ways to do it. Um, to be thankful is recognition. And to give thanks is acknowledgement. 
Do you see the distinction? One of them is here. I recognize it. And the other one is out there. I acknowledge it. I do something that lets you know that I recognize it. Um, then if we wanted to try to bring in the terminology of gratefulness or appreciation is another one that we commonly use in English to, to talk about thankfulness. Um, we, we, we say that you would be thankful, but you show or you express, sorry, you be grateful or you express gratitude, right? Two separate things. Or when it comes to appreciate, you say, I appreciate something, or you express that appreciation. Two separate things. One is in here, the one is an expression of the thing that's in here. So this distinction is really important in, in my understanding if we're going to define thankfulness or understand what it really is. So that brings us to our third point, and that is definition. Whatever thankfulness is, it must be something other than giving thanks, right? Because giving thanks is what it does, so it can't be the same. I literally went to definitions in dictionaries that, that literally define thankfulness as giving thanks and just to tautology. It's just a circle. It makes no sense. Or, or they'd switch the word to being grateful, which is great. You look up being grateful, it's to be thankful. So, you know. um, so I, I wrestled through this. Um, we can easily define giving thanks. That, that part's easy. To give thanks is to express our thankfulness. Cool. But uh, what exactly is thankfulness itself? Here's what I've come up with so far. To be thankful is to be pleased upon recognition of the benefits we receive. Right? It's, it's, it's a moment of um, happiness, of gladness, of pleasedness, when we recognize benefits that we get. And we all receive benefits in life, right? We, we receive benefits from God. We receive benefits from other people. And when we recognize this, we feel pleased. Uh, and I think, uh, we, you know, we think, I'm glad that I have this thing. And that, I think that moment, that thing you feel when you realize, I got something good. That's it. That's thankfulness. So, what did we say? We said, um, command. Distract, uh, di distinction, definition, now we're up to four, heart. Giving thanks, which does not come from thankfulness, is lacking. This, start to see why these biblical commands can't be left at the surface level. Giving thanks which does not come from thankfulness, is lacking. We say, how? Well, we see constantly in Scripture the truth that external obedience to commands is of little value when it does not come from internal love for the commander. Right? Um, let me just talk through this briefly. We see this truth in the Old Testament. Samuel is responding to King Saul, who sacrificed to God in direct disobedience 
to God. And what does he say? 1 Samuel 15, 22, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. We see it in David's repentance psalm, Psalm 51. This is right after he's sinned and he's been confronted by Nathan. He says, verse 16, for I will not delight, sorry, for you, God, will not delight in sacrifice or I would give it. You will not be pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. Right? It was never about burning stuff for God. It was never about burning stuff. It was always about the heart. And we see this clearly in the New Testament as well. We'll only take time to look at one instance. That's in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5 of Matthew. Jesus says, you have heard it. Uh, Sorry, you have heard that it was said of old. He's talking of old. He's talking about the law, right? Pentateuch, the Bible, their Old Testament. Uh, It says, you shall not murder. And then verse 22 says, but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judge. The law said if you murder someone, you get judged. And I say, if you hate someone, you get judged. And Jesus is saying this, and he says this more than once in this sermon, and he, and he repeatedly makes this point, that you should have known when I said don't murder, that it wasn't enough to just not murder. You should have known that what I was saying is don't hate them in your heart. Right? And we know one of the places where he says this, is Matthew 22, where where a guy comes to him and says, what's the greatest commandment of the law? He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. The second command is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. In other words, the, the point of you shall not murder is you shall love. You shall love your neighbor. This is how I said it, but you should have got that this is what I was saying. Remember how uh, earlier at the beginning I said that um, my sermon doesn't really hang on, I don't think I said it, um, my, my sermon doesn't hang on my view of whether the ESV translation is correct or not, right? We don't have to fight about it because um, the, the ESV says give thanks, that's what you do, and NLT says be thankful, that's what you are, Right? Um, but I think, and, and I do think, be thankful is the, the correct understanding of the word here. Um, but even if the correct one is give thanks, the external, um, necessarily implied in that command, and every command to, to do, to act, is the heart, is what we act from. We don't just pretend to be thankful. That's not what the command is saying. That's not what, that's never what God is saying when he gives us a command. He's not saying just act like you love God. He's saying love him. Right? Don't just praise God. Worship him. In here. It's not enough to act and do 
those things necessarily imply the internal commands of what to believe, what to be, and what to feel. So we could put it like this. Thankfulness precedes healthy thanksgiving. Thankfulness precedes healthy thanksgiving. You can give thanks and not be thankful. Right? But that's not healthy thanksgiving. Healthy thanksgiving is preceded by thankfulness, the heart that is glad because of a benefit that's been received, that's recognized, the receipt of that. Thankfulness is the heart condition that leads to giving thanks. Or, let's talk about gratefulness. Gratefulness is the heart experience that leads to showing gratitude. Or, talk about appreciation. An accurate appreciation leads to the expression of appreciation. It's the heart is the primary issue. The expression, the showing, that comes pretty naturally once the heart is thankful. That's the fourth thing, heart. Fifth thing, obligation. Since God commands thankfulness, clearly we are obligated to be thankful. But why? Why is it important to be thankful? What's the moral basis for this obligation? And this this takes us into territory that I'm still very much wrestling through. Um, considered including the concept of desert, what we deserve in my definition. So if, if we were to make that adjustment, it would look like this. To be thankful is to be pleased upon recognizing the undeserved benefits we receive. That very well may be a more accurate definition. Something I need to wrestle with more. I haven't got the answer to that. But it's something, uh, the, the idea here is that everything we receive, we receive in one of two ways. Every gift that comes to us. Every. Um, in fact, gift is not the right word. Everything that comes to us comes in one of two ways. Number one is dessert. I deserve this. And number two is grace. Undeserved. Favor. And I wrestle with the question of whether we have an obligation to be thankful for things we deserve. Do we need to be thankful for our paycheck? Or when the waiter brings something to our table, which is their job, or when an employee does what they've been hired to do. And I tend to think at this stage of my wrestling that we don't. But I'm not sure. And I I know that socially we say that we do, I'm not sure the answer to that. I have some thoughts that I won't take time to share because I can't be particularly helpful there. Um, But the point, no matter where we land on this, is that when it comes to God, and here's where the commands in Scripture are primarily focused on thankfulness to God. When it comes to God, 
Um, there is nothing we get that we deserve. Have we stopped to think about that? There is nothing we get that we deserve, that we have a right to. I spent a whole lot of time wrestling through in relation to other humans. What about rights? What about freedoms? We, we deserve that. We deserve to be treated with dignity. And how does that... Parents have an obligation to love their children. Therefore, we don't need to be thankful. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that yet. But in relation to God, we have nothing we deserve. We stand justly condemned. We had no right to be made in the first place. And then when we rebelled, we had no right to be kept. The potter can just say, no, that's stupid. And just screw it up and do something else. He can. He has every right to. And he didn't. And he keeps sending us gifts like air. <laughs> air conditioning, but air. And sunshine and light and nutrition. And I mean, these are things we don't even think about at the most basic level that are all gifts from God and all completely undeserved. Nothing that comes from God is deserved. It's all kindness, all grace, and it's all unmerited. And so, summarize obligation like this. Toward God. Toward God, we are always morally obligated to be thankful, and we ought to express our thankfulness often. Do you see the difference? Be thankful and express it sometimes, periodically, regularly, often. Toward others, we are at least, at least morally, and this is, by the way, debt-related, debt we have an ob- a moral obligation to be thankful to God because we have a debt to God. We don't deserve it. Um, towards others, we haven't established the debt part fully, but towards others, we're at least sometimes morally obligated to be thankful because at least sometimes we have a debt. At least many things that people give to us are not deserved. I mean, even if we talk about your paycheck, sure, they don't owe you, uh, they, they owe you a paycheck, but there's a lot of things they didn't owe you that they did because they were gracious to you. The, the waiter, yeah, sure it's their job to bring the food over, but it wasn't their job to smile or to be kind or, like, there were undeserved aspects of that, at least. And so we say towards others, we're at least sometimes morally obligated to be thankful because of debt. And at least uh, anytime we receive something that is undeserved, we ought to express our thankfulness often. Right? We need to be thankful at least as often as it's undeserved. And we need to express that a fair bit, fairly regularly, as a habit. That's the obligation. Fifth point. Sixth point is this, hindrance. We say that to be thankful is to be pleased upon recognizing the benefits we receive. Right. The definition of thankfulness highlights two key hindrances to thanksgiving. The first one is that we fail to recognize the benefits we receive. We don't recognize them. We don't notice them. 
And the second one is we forget how few of those benefits we deserve. We get a sense of entitlement. We become self-important. Like, yeah, of course I deserve this. Of course this is mine. But no, we don't. God gives us a new day out of grace. God sustains our life purely because he's kind. Not because he owes it to us. We fail to recognize the benefits we receive. We forget how few of those benefits we deserve. And that brings us to the last thing, grace. How can we cultivate a heart of thankfulness? Well, it comes back to the same two points. We need to recognize the benefits we receive. We need to notice them. We need to take time to stop and think, wow, God gave me that. God gave me that. This person gave me that. This person gave me that. This per- Just notice, recognize all of the things, all of the benefits that have come to us. And the second thing is we need to remember how little we deserve. We need to remember we're not entitled to it. We are not entitled to the kindness of strangers. We are not entitled to mercy. We're not entitled to God's love or to adoption. We're not entitled to security. We're not entitled to food and air and breath from God. All of it is his kindness. So we need to recognize the benefits we receive. We need to remember how little we deserve. And as we do that, we will cultivate a heart of thankfulness. thing is, doing those two things, that's the gospel. right? The, the greatest and ultimate gift or benefit that we have received, bar nothing, is God himself. Right? And the basis for our receiving him Pure grace. We're not entitled to it. We're not entitled to be friends with God. We're entitled to be annihilated for our our systematic rebellion against Him from birth. That's what we're entitled to. And yet we get God on the basis of pure grace. God sought us out and drew us in and reconciled us to himself because he wanted to. Because he loved us. And he did so at the cost of the cross. He did so because of grace. Now, I said at the beginning that gratitude has power transform us. And you start to get a sense of that when you realize that the more I notice, the more I recognize these things, the benefits that I've received, the more I'm happy, I'm pleased by that. I think, hmm, that was nice. Good on him. That's pleasurable to think about a benefit that came to me that I didn't even deserve. I want to close with this. We we define thankfulness as to be pleased upon recognizing the benefits we receive. Thankfulness 
can be a form of joy in God. Thankfulness can be a form of joy in God. And here's its real power. It's Christian power. It can be a form of joy in God. We are pleased upon recognizing the good gifts God gives. Here's, here's the key. Here's what's different from unbelievers. If we are pleased upon recognizing those good gifts, not in the gifts themselves, but Godwardly, in the giver of the gifts, then that pleasure that we feel in that definition of thankfulness, that moment of being pleased, that pleasure is in God. It is joy in God. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning um, with hearts that want to recognize all the benefits that you have given to us. And that want to then overflow an expression of the gratitude we feel, the thankfulness. Uh, Help us now as we, we seek to do that briefly in Jesus' name.